Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 1055theking.com and the Boss Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Boss Man Show here, Rick Santos, New Hampshire Wildcats, been on the Boss Man Show out of CAA. Rick, good to talk to you, man. How are things up there in New Hampshire, man? Uh, things couldn't be better, man. I appreciate you having me back on. Yeah, excited to talk. No doubt, man. Glad to have you, man. Last year, man, nine-win season, Uh, you know, nine and four up there, man, looking face to the playoffs, man. So how happy were you? I know you wanted to go farther, but looking back on it, getting nine wins into the playoffs, man, how did that make you feel as you reflect? on last year and build on it for this year yeah it's, i mean it's always tough when you lose the last one and uh you know at our level you look at it uh there's no there's no bowl games right so it's it's really one team the team that wins a national championship is the only team that ultimately feels uh as good as you possibly can about your season but i think we made some strides we made some progress you know where we were picked preseason about ninth or so uh to be co-champs and to to get to nine wins i definitely think it was a success you know, you got to give a lot of credit to the seniors and the upperclassmen, a lot of the the hardship that they went through to get to that point, you know, a couple of losing years in a row, uh, you know, obviously they all came in and wanted to play for Coach McDonald, uh, you know, going through COVID, going through his sickness, uh, and then through the transition phase, and a lot of those guys you know, had the ability to hit the transfer portal to to leave, to get out of there. Uh, it's, just, it's just way more easy these days to to jump ship uh, when things get hard, but they didn't. They all they all buy. They wanted to stay and make sure we got that thing turned around. And uh, I just couldn't be more grateful for those guys and all the effort they put in. And, and we certainly reaped a, a lot of those rewards. 100%. And now going to year three, what would you say the biggest difference in your program is now from year one, the year two, down to going to year three. What's been the big difference in your mind, Rick, from what you've seen as this program grows under, 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 under you at the helm? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think for us, it's just continuing to to redefine ourselves every single year. You know, we can't look back on some of the success we've had last year. I think it's going to be a new new crop of young men. It's going to be uh, different challenges ahead. And, uh, you know, for us, I think it's just leaning on our core values, making sure that, you know, we continue to, to work at it every single day. I think uh, for myself personally, it's just once you go through it, you have a whole cycle. Now you have different things that you can lean back on. I think the first year is always the hardest um, you're putting different systems in place. Uh, you know, you're kind of cataloging your entire year and putting the coaching manual together and all the different things that work well. And subsequently the things that didn't work well. Right. So I think the, the good thing is, um, you know, we have, you know, both of our coordinators are back. We lost some, some really good assistant coaches, but I think some of the guys that were helping make some programmatic decisions are, are back for us, which is really good. And, um, yeah, I just continue to kind of forge this program into the future. No doubt. Like you said, man, I think that's that's kind of the gift and the curse of some success. You know, guys get more of the move on their jobs. You're happy for them, but you know, it's also you got to replenish those guys. But luckily, there are guys in the fold who know how you work, know how you operate. So that's always good. And I feel like continuity on staff or having guys who know how things are done on staff is very important to keeping the program rolling in the right direction at all times. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I mean, uh, I think there's so much – detail and, and the intricacies that go into this game. Um, I think that the average fan, you know, don't realize in terms of game planning and all the technical, you know, analysis that, that our coaches are doing. So, um, you know, there's 100, 110 young men on our roster uh, and a lot of that, the, the workload falls on the shoulders of our assistant coaches. Um, and I give those guys so much credit and how detailed they were last year in their process and, and how how hard they worked to, to build meaningful relationships with the young men in our program. So th those guys were a uh, pivotal, pivotal part of our success, a huge reason why, you know, we were able to, to do some of the things we did last year. So, you know, inevitably it's, it's my job to get out of the way and not screw it up. Uh, just <laughs> cultivate an environment where our guys' voices can be heard you know, they feel like uh, everybody has a say, you know, everybody's kind of, uh, you know, making sure that we're we're steering the ship in the same direction. Hey, Rick, I talked I talk about this last week on the show with, with, with the fans. I was like, it's the one guy in the program that's very important. He's the guy more than you do. That's, that's just the strength coach. Talk about uh -huh. how important having a good strength coach who can handle things. Sometimes things don't even get, get to you. They can handle it on, on their end, but they give the guys, they kind of like the father, the the teacher, the counselor, for the young men, they see it more than you see the guys. But how important is having a good strength guy with good relations with young men and to help the program not have things go haywire because those guys are very important. It's as a stopgap for you guys. No, it's it's everything. It's everything. And, and uh, Coach Paul Chapman has been with us for over two decades. He actually came in uh, the year before I got here as a student athlete. He got in in early 2000. So, um, he's done a great job. He's won a lot of, a lot of football games with us, won a lot of championships. And I think the thing with him, uh, he's very disciplined in his approach. Uh, he does a great job holding the young men accountable. And, and to your point, uh, you know, recruiting never ends for us. So, you know, you look at kind of how the cycle goes, obviously we're with them all fall camp, all season. Uh, and then, and then when the season ends, you know, we're hitting the road, you know, we're doing official visits, we're on the road doing home visits, all those things. So when the guys get back for that spring semester, you know, the, he's the one that's kind of setting the tone early with them and he's with them for, for a few weeks before we get back off the road. Um, and then obviously, you know, the coaches hop back in and, and we kind of um, get together and, and do stuff together for, for that whole semester. But then, you know, you fast forward to the, 
to this time of year, you know, we're on the road, we're going to camps, we're doing a bunch of different things. So the summer is such a huge part of our development. You know, they're getting bigger, faster, stronger. Um, you know, the injury prevention part of it is so key. So, you know, yeah, he's basically the, the head coach, uh, you know, when I'm away. So I, I really got to give credit to, to Coach Chapman and his staff. And he was he's a huge reason why we continue to have a lot of success here in New Hampshire. No doubt. And I, I remember my fifth coach is very important to me, man. He was our – he was the guy who stopped a lot of issues for Tennessee State. I know that for sure. <laughs> a lot of things did not get to the head coach. He stopped before he got to the head coach and solved a lot of problems. He was like, I would call him the problem solver back when I yeah. played at Tennessee State. No, there's no doubt. I mean, you, you're that guy too. Can you have to, like you said, you got to be a father figure. You got to be a disciplinarian. You you have to be technical in your approach to make sure the guys know you're getting better, but also it's someone that um, the guys can rely on and they feel like they can confide in and, and, and truly build those meaningful relationships. And, and we have that with Paul Chapman, which is tremendous. 100%. And the Rick Meskis, man, um, I feel like it's the weather gets colder up there, man. Do you feel like the fact that you all training that weather is when, when, when it's cold? But when, when, when Coach Chapman does for your guys, that you can beat guys in the, late in the year because you've trained it and you're used to the cold weather cows to it. Some guys aren't even used to it. You feel like that gives you advantage as well? Because I know for us, when we played cold weather teams, we were in trouble because training in the South, we're not used to. It. Yeah, you know, we're used to the heat, but the cold gave us a problem. I think that's the best for you guys being late in the year. No, there's no doubt about it. I think um, you know, that was something that we always had in place when I was a student athlete, assistant coach under Coach McDonald is in the off season, you know, we train at 6 a.m. Um, so even when we're, in, when we're in our indoor track, you know, the guys are getting up at five, they're walking up Main Street, it's snowy, it's cold, it's it's in the teens, it's, you know, it's windy. Um, you know, those are hard conditions to get up to and, and get acclimated with. And then, you know, when we do spring practice, uh, it's at 6 a.m. as well. And even though it's in March, you know, this year, if we had 15 practices, I bet you 10 of them were 30 and below uh, that early. So, you know, we talk about doing hard things. You know, we we uh, we got this phrase from the Navy SEALs. They talk about full benefit uh, and basically kind of embracing the suck and doing really hard things over and over again until you kind of callous your mind, become mentally and physically tough. Um, and I think when you do those things over and over again, I think it's only going to allow you to be more resilient, and more gritty uh, as adversity hits. And we know that never is going to do that in the middle of a season. Um, and then to, to your to your original point, yeah, like, we talk about those things early, like, hey, you know, if we want to be a team, um, you know, our goal is to be a top eight team this year and, and to get a seed. And hopefully, you know, the national championships runs through Durham. It's going to be cold in December and hopefully beyond if we, if we have that ability. And if not, and, and we're fortunate enough to make the playoffs or we're not a seed, well, guess what? We're probably traveling out to, to Montana, to the Dakotas, to one of those things where where the, the road to Frisco has led the last decade or so. Right. So you understand you got to be able to play in these these uh, these inclement games. And also, the third phase of the game, the special teams, the wind factor. Because yes. when we played up north, the wind was, like, a little different. So even on the punt returns, kick returns, we had to play the wind sometimes. Not really, like, hey, we got to take the wind. <laughs> we didn't win the fourth quarter. So it's like, that's the element There's... playing up in New Hampshire that people realize that having a third phase, that third phase of the game, you know, the baby throw the football, you've been a quarterback. The wind is a very much factor. Oh, there's, there's no question, boss, man. I mean, it's Durham's a wind tunnel. Uh, and I think that's maybe a competitive advantage we've had at home in particular middle to, to back part of the year. It's always windy up there. It's always a little bit colder. So uh, our guys definitely get used to that. The, the kick and punt returners we're practicing all the time. 
we'll make it hard on those guys. We'll switch it, you know, mid-practice, whether they're catching into it or catching away from it, just to, to get the different ways that the ball is going to spin and all that stuff. And, you know, our special teams coordinator, Garrett McLaughlin, does a really good job doing some different drills to get those guys prepared for it. So there's no doubt um, that I think that that's part of our competitive advantage, especially at home. 100%, man. I, I, now, Rick, I hate the cold. I like watching the football in the cold because it's that, that, those elements to it, man, it makes it so interesting seeing how the coaches decide to play, play at fuzz or when I want the win. Do I, do I go against the win? So I love that part about the game that later you – now, I don't want to play it, of course. <laughs> I love to watch. <laughs> no, there, there's so much strategy that goes into it, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, especially – we were fortunate last year um, – where, you know, we were pretty balanced offensively in terms of run pass. So, you know, under under the tutelage of Coach Brian Scott, our offensive score, uh, coordinator, you know, he's done some really good things where he's been in an air raid system and he coached Tyler Henneke and s- some really good things. They throw it 60 times a game. And then conversely, to flip it on his head last year, we were more pro style. You know, we were leaning on Dylan Lobby. We wanted to kind of win the games ugly and win the time position battle. So the good thing is we're kind of built uh, more so than we have been in the past where, you know, if we have to – you know, go against the win and we got to pack it in, you know, 12 personnel, extra tight ends, run the rock a little bit until we get the win. We kind of have the ability to do that. So um, I definitely think that was part of our strategy, too. We wanted to make sure we were resilient in those, in those tough weather games. And, Rick, I saw so when you all won a lot, a, lot, a lot of close games last year, which tells me your team was dialed in. Because you and I both know this. In the fourth quarter is when the games really matter. You have to really execute your, your scheme and your plan and be on top of things. That's where the film study that we do all week long comes in. Because a lot of times, there's, as you know, there's sometimes teams say stuff for, for, the, for the fourth quarter to, to bust you with. And yeah. so having your guys been make sure they've been watching their film, been knowing their keys, man. Uh, you all won a lot of close games last year. What you emphasize during the week about about being the very detailed because we all know the games are coming going to be coming down to, to the wire. And so whoever has the most mental capacity, who's both mentally, know what they're looking for to win that game. There's no question. Um, you know, first and foremost, we kind of tell our guys all the time is uh, you know, we don't necessarily believe in in being clutch. We believe in kind of take advantage of the next moment, right? Whether that's the first play or the last play, if you have that same mindset, that same approach, um, you know, you're going to be able to kind of have competitive greatness in that, in those defining moments. Uh, but at the same time, we do make sure that like we have this mental switch where we do during practice, whether it's one or two periods left, you know, you know, and coach Mack used to do this all the time where I love it. We'd bring them up. I give them a, you know, a minute pep talk, kind of visualize yourself. Hey, this is, you know, this is the fourth quarter. This is kind of going into those game winning drives, put yourself in that where I think those kind of discipline and defining moments type of thing. We always talk about is like, you got to bear down now, you know, the, those mental mistakes are going to cost you games. You know, we, we always throw the fours up at the end of every practice. We, we, you know, one, two, three, we yell finish. And it's that mental reset where every single practice we're saying, okay, this is a game winning drive. This is the beginning of the fourth quarter, certain situations that are never really going to show up on game day. We want our guys to mentally rehearse that throughout the week. So when they get in those situations, it's kind of a, a, a switch that just flips um, and they're ready for it and they've practiced and, you know, all the different scenarios between last plays, you know, you know, uh, last minute field goals with no timeout, all those things situationally, we're going to practice throughout the week as well. So inevitably, um, you know, you have those go-to calls when the game's on the line and, and the guys understand situationally what exactly, you know, they, they need to expect. 
No doubt, Ricky. Now, I saw your non-conference schedule, man. You got Stonehill, Central Michigan, and Garp, man. Uh, it's a tough non-conference to get in that CAA play, man. So talk about those three games and so and that you're going to play before you get in that tough league of yours, man. Prepare you for that gauntlet you got coming up there in CAA. No, there's no doubt. Um, you know, start with Stonehill. Uh, we got a home and home with them. We're going away this year. Uh, Coach Gardner's done a, a tremendous job, you know, studying, you know, after studying them, you know, the, the last month or so, getting ahead on some game plan stuff. And uh, he's been there for a while. You know, he's transitioning them up, obviously, to the Division One ranks. I think they – I saw they were picked preseason number three in their conference. So I think it shows how impressive they really are, even though they, there's not even fully funded kind of scholarship-wise. Uh, I think that's that's a trap game for us where, you know, on paper it looks like it's a game you should be at a win. But I think it's going to be one of the biggest games in their program history. They're extremely well coached. They're disciplined. Those guys fly around. They're tough. They're chippy. So, you know, I think for us we got to make sure that, that we're extremely – dialed in when we go into that game um then obviously you know you get your division one game in um you know central michigan and i think looking back on last year we weren't ready we weren't ready for the bright lights against western michigan they got on us early we were down 21 nothing before you could blink of eye and then i think our guys settled in we actually played a pretty spirited second half but for us that's going to be all about kind of fast start weather the storm early make it close in the fourth and then anything can happen and then obviously dartmouth that interstate you know, rivalry that that we renewed last year. Um, you know, and I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to Buddy Tevens and I and I hope he's doing okay. I mean, uh, you know, God willing he gets through this thing okay. And that that was just a tragic situation for him. But we that's always been a game, um, uh, even as a as a player and a student athlete, that it it doesn't matter that, you know, there's no love loss uh, against UNH Dartmouth and that's going to be a battle. And it certainly was a, a contested uh contest last year. So um we're excited about those three contests. Rick, I thank you for your time this morning, man. I hope I hope you guys do have a great year. I hope talk to you down the road, man. I hope you're having a, a wonderful year, man. Talk to you for the playoffs again, man. I'll be cheering for you. I'll enjoy our chance to do this again real soon, man. Can't wait. Appreciate you, boss, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Rick. You be safe, buddy. Have a great hey. summer, man. Okay, take care. All right. Bye. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show. Twitter at Boss Man Show and Facebook Boss Man Show. It's the Boss Man on your radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.